Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to a book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 261, The Battle of Hunayn. On the 10th of Shawwal, the Prophet peace be upon him reached Hunayn. Before descending the valley at dawn, the Prophet arrayed the troops. He gave the standard of the Muhajirin to Ali bin Abi Talib, the standard of the Aus to Uzaid bin Hudhair, and that of the Hazraj to Huba bin Mundir. Each clan had its standard bearer. The Prophet, peace be upon him himself, wore a double coat of arms and a helmet covering his head and face. The vanguard then began to descend the valley, unaware of the enemy troops laying in wait. The Muslim soldiers were still in the process of descending when the enemy troops sprung on them like a swarm of locusts. The onslaught forced the Muslim flanks to fall back, and they fled in terror, each unheeding of the other. Those in the rear followed suit, and a complete rout of the Muslims was in sight. This turn of events gladdened the hearts of the polytheists and the token converts to Islam. Abu Sufyan remarked, There, the Muslims' flight will not stop until they reach the sea. Kilda, one of Safwan's brothers, rejoiced, The spell of the sorcery has ended today. Another brother said, Receive the glad tidings of the defeat of Muhammad and his followers. He will never be able to unite them. Safwan, although a polytheist, chided those who mocked the Muslims and said, By God, I would rather be defeated by a man from the Quraysh than a man from the Hawazin. While his troops scattered in confusion, the Prophet, peace be upon him, remained steadfast on the battlefield. He pressed ahead, spurring his mule, and declared, Verily, I am the true Prophet. I am the son of Abdul Muttalib. Abu Sufyan bin Harith was holding the bridle of his mule, while Abbas was holding the stirrup, trying to keep the Prophet from advancing toward the enemy too swiftly. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then dismounted and prayed to Allah, seeking his help. Then he instructed Abbas, who had a booming voice, to call his companions. Abbas called out, O comrades of the tree, that is, those who took the pledge of Ridwan, where are you? All those who heard the cry were compelled to turn, and they called back, Here we are! Numbering about one hundred, they rushed purposefully toward the resounding voice. Reinforced thus, the Prophet, peace be upon him, bore down upon the enemy, and a new battle between the two parties started. A call was then given to the Ansar and then to Banu al-Harith bin Hazraj, and the Muslim squadrons returned to the valley one after another. Peace descended upon the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the believers, and an unseen army fought side by side with the Muslims, who began to fight with fresh resolve. The Prophet, peace be upon him, took a handful of dust and threw it at his enemies, saying, May their faces be disfigured. At this, the enemies' eyes were stung by the dust, and from that moment on, they became confused and helpless. In disarray, they fled the battleground. The Muslim army pursued their terrified enemies, killing some and capturing others with ease. Along with the captured soldiers, the Muslims also rounded up the women and children of the enemies. Only moments before the Muslims had appeared to be on the verge of defeat, but Allah reunited them and endowed them with victory. Witnessing the Prophet's miraculous triumph, many pagans embraced Islam. Three groups of pagan soldiers managed to escape. 
the largest group fleeing to Taif, another group to Nahla, and a third group barricaded themselves in Autas. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sent Abu Amr Ash'ari, the uncle of Abu Musa Ash'ari, to Autas at the head of a squadron. He successfully dispersed the enemy before being martyred. Abu Musa Ash'ari then took over and led the squadron back with the spoils they had won. Another squadron went on to Nahla to pursue, in pursuit of the second group of pagans, and there they captured Duraid bin Sima and killed him. At the end of the fight, the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked his men to pile all the spoils of the battle in one spot. When everything was gathered, the spoils amounted to 24,000 camels, 40,000 or more goats, 160,000 dirhams worth of silver, and 6,000 women and children. The Prophet ordered everything to be taken to Jirana, and he appointed Ma'ud bin Amr Hafari to oversee the process. The Battle of Taif In Shawwal of the same year, the 8th of Hijrah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, marched towards Taif with a large Muslim army. As he passed by the citadel of Malik bin Auf Nasari, he ordered its demolition. By the time he reached Taif, the citizens had already closed the city gates and had stocked enough provisions to last them a year. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then began his siege of the city that had once expelled him when, unarmed and sincere, he had taken his message to its people. The Muslims tried several devices to force the army of Taif to lay down arms, but nothing proved successful. Hali bin Walid would go stand before the gate and challenge the people to come out and fight, but no one dared accept the challenge. Then catapults were brought into use, but they also proved ineffectual. A group of Muslims attempted to drill a hole in the wall. However, before they could finish, they were repulsed by the defenders of Taif, who dropped molten metal bits on them. Finally, the Prophet ordered that the city's renowned vineyards and date palms be cut down. Vulnerable at last, the people of Taif begged the Prophet, peace be upon him, in the name of God, to spare their orchards, at which he immediately took pity on the enemy and had his men stop. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then had someone announce that any slave who escaped from the city would be set free, a strategy designed to weaken the enemy numbers. Twenty-three slaves responded to this offer and fled. One of them scaled the wall and slid down the wheel used for drawing water, so the Prophet, peace be upon him, dubbed him Abu Bakra, which means father of the wheel in Arabic. The siege was long, continuing for twenty days, while others estimated lasted a month. Finally, the Prophet, peace be upon him, consulted with Nufail bin Muawiyah Dili. The fox has rushed into its hole, Nufail said. If you remain firm, you will capture it, but if you leave it to be, no harm will come to you. Heeding this bit of practical wisdom, the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered his men to break camp. Before they began the long journey back, some Muslims beseeched the Prophet, peace be upon him, to curse the enemy. As he looked back at the walled city, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was faced with the same choice Allah had given him years before, when the people of Taif had run him out of the city, as if we were a criminal. O oh Allah, he said, guide the people of Taif and rescue them from disbelief. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.